All right. Hey, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. We're glad to be back with you. Uh, This week, we tackled the 1996 The Craft. That's right. It's 96. We're coming in hard. Yes. We are opening a movie with a music video. Basically. More of that. Where has that been in my life? <laughs> it's in 1996. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I really had right at the beginning of it, uh, you know, all the imagery. It was like, let's just throw all of it, you know, just all religions, all, all tarot cards. Exactly. Like any, like you, you pick anything that's, that, that's like mysterious to you. We gotcha. It's anything you could buy at that store in the mall, like down at the very corner. I a hundred percent wrote down on this. Like, is this what our parents thought when they go into that little shop? Is this what our parents thought? Like the, what is it? Like a Southeastern trading company or whatever that store is called. Like, is that what they envisioned that we were like, just opening a door to the occult <laughs> i just wanted to look at the nunchucks I but i think they saw there was incense on there oh, yeah. and just assumed everybody was worshiping the devil right right that, that's what i thought yeah right in the mall <laughs> so tell me you picked this movie right. tell me about your experience with it well it you know i i talked a little bit a lot last week um that just the fact that this was a magic movie um made it very much like off 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 limits. I was 15. Um, so right in the middle of square where they were, you know, this is a teenage movie. Um, you know, it's dark, but it's magic. And just that was, you know, for my mom, for my parents, um, you know, anything that was magic, like evil is there, evil is real. You don't want to taunt it. You don't want to mess with it. And so, you know, anything that treads on that line of kind of throwing, throwing whatever in the face of evil, like we do not want to, to associate with that. But kind of thinking about it, I mean, obviously, anytime we're talking about magic, we're talking about good and evil. We're always talking about those kind of stories. And to me, And this may be, you know, unpopular. To me, this is no different than Star Wars. Um, It's the dark side and the light side. I think it's just all its play. Um, You know, anything that's thrown in a a sci-fi realm, you're automatically saying, like, this is make-believe. And so no matter what's happening, where this is, like, in high school and it's girls, and we all have to be really careful of that because teenage girls are dangerous. (laughs) I think that we grew up in a society in the South, where anything non-Judeo-Christian is just completely off-limits, except for whatever reason, the Force has a, a, has a pass. Uh, it does. The Force totally has a pass. I think it's, it's, it's this, you know, it was the 70s, and let's be fair, like, our parents were way chiller in the 70s, and so it just got grandfathered in to, I guess so. to their thoughts on all of this. I mean, I really feel like, um, you know, right away, um, I have, you know, all the imagery and then I have only in the 90s left alone. Like literally they moved to a town and we don't see her parents again or any parents for three quarters of the movie. Like they are gone. (laughs) This, This is the only, you know, this, this definitely would not. And in fact, I mean, I even... You know, they they remade, or I didn't really, I thought it was a remake of The Craft, but it's kind of a little bit of a sequel, I think. Um, And it is very much like parental stuff. Like, there's a new relationship, that's why they're moving. There's like, you can't believe you're treating your mother this way. Like, there's a whole lot of parental stuff that is nowhere in this movie. I was really expecting that to be there. I mean, we've got, you know, new mom, Mm -hmm. and we just moved. And yeah, like after Snake Man, we do not see the parents until Skeet Ulrich is outside her window. It's an hour or so into the movie, yeah. and we don't see them again until like the closing credits. It is yeah, it, they're they're unimportant to the story completely, which is fine. I mean, it's a teenage story, and a lot of times the parents aren't important um, when it comes to the story because they they aren't paying attention, and that's probably why a lot of these issues are happening you know i have some lists as to like the the spells that they cast later on and pretty much wrote that nancy wants a daddy so that's why she wants to be filled with whatever this is she she says i'm your daughter now she just needs a dad Mm. um so that's very much some daddy issues that are in the root of of this movie (laughs) (laughs) can we just get into could it be more obvious when dad drops her off at school for the first day and oh we haven't even had time to wait for your uniform to come in so the entire school is dressed one way and she is dressed a different way like how much more could you do this outsider thing 
But it's nobody makes a thing about it, really. I mean, she's new in the school, but he's even like, we can wait. It's not a big deal, which is so unlike a parent in a lot of these movies. You know, they're kind of a little bit more of a, you know, they're hard, hard asses and kind of like, we're starting here. We're in a new town. You're going to fit in. Um, you got to figure it out. And he's like, are you sure? Like, we can just chill out and not go to school if you want to. And yeah, she's like, no, is, I really want to go to school. What parent is ever going to be, oh, like this could be socially awkward for you? Well, it let's was just not woke. do it. It was real woke for a parent in the 90s. I mean, he is the dad from the, the flight of a navigator. So maybe he's taking the second round of parenting really seriously considering they lost their kid for 30 years and the first time he was a parent. So I don't know. That's just a little. There's some there's some weird time warp stuff happening right yes. now and it's probably going to make my head hurt. So <laughs> we're let's not, just move we're not Gonna, yeah, we're not going to go into that too, too much. Um, but I just have like little, you know, little bits here and there. I mean, obviously, I've got I've got snake equals evil. I mean, come on. Come on. Can we be any more obvious? We got, you know, this weird rando dude like opening the door with a snake and I need to tell you about snakes. And I really feel like I wanted to see him come back. I mean, I, he did kind of come back and then he, he was out of the picture completely. He was out like... Head run over. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty intense. Um, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, what was he trying to warn her about or I, tell her? I, I don't know. I mean, what was it? The whole thing in the end. I I feel like maybe we never find out. We never find out. Like, oh, no. he's a member of this ancient a ancient order of whatever designed to protect the young witches. Yeah, that could have been really interesting. Or... I don't know because I mean he he was in the part of town where the store was. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see him again, but. I've got, you know, Nev Campbell uh, is channeling a very much an Ali Sheedy in uh, The Breakfast Club very early on. And we, we, we find out that she's trying to hide scars, but it, she's very like hair in her face, like really, really covered up. And I know that's that's to create a drastic change later on, but very much, you know, of the high school movie vibe was feeling that. And then The Bitches of Eastwick. <laughs> oh. I mean... Can you make a more '90s? Was the was the was the Witches of Eastwick? Was that a '90s movie? Or was that even an '80s movie? That's earlier than that. There maybe there was a remake in the '90s, but that was earlier. What was it? I remember seeing like previews for it, so it wasn't like super super early. But it is very niche, like to make that like as a high schooler to make that joke. But what we find out too, like they're the bitches of Eastwick. One's a slut. One has burn scars. Um, then uh, other the other chick, one's not even worth mentioning Rochelle, because we, she has <laughs> she's a minority. So right? Like, they we'll, don't even give her even, a characteristic. But like that's her big character flaw is she's black. That's, right? Ugh. Right? It's like ooh, <laughs> ugh. but yeah, like those are the those are the three I've got: slut, burn scars, and I drew a blank line. Like, meh. but that's why they're the bitches of Eastwick. Because of those three reasons, okay? <laughs> Don't blame them. Don't blame them one bit at first. Um, then we meet um, Breckenmeyer. Oh, can we get more slacker Breckenmeyer? I don't think we could. I mean, Breckenmeyer only has one speed. Him and Seth Green are really fighting for that lane really, really, really hard. Um, when they're both in a movie, the world kind of comes to an explosion. Could we have found but- a part for Donald Faison in this? We, I wish we could have. I bet he was too young for for that. Probably, but I mean, you know, he was he was in Clueless already. Yeah, and- but I mean, I th- I bet you Breckin Meyer was kind of close to being age appropriate. I mean, I was looking at ages for these ladies because you know they seem so mature, and of course, when I was fifteen when this movie came out, they seemed so much older, but they still seem so much older. They, I don't look back and go, oh no, they look like babies. Um, but they were 23, 24, 22, except for um, Rochelle, um, which, oh, the actress's name. I hate to, I want to give her cred because she's she's amazing in a lot of movies of that era. Rachel True. Rachel True is 30. She's definitely, definitely got that some of that Stacey Dash uh, magic going on where, I mean, she doesn't age. I mean, oh, 30 no. in this movie. She looks fantastic. Um, but I... I had seen the the trailer for the craft legacy and thinking they look like babies, but they're like 23 or so, but 23 is not 23 in 1996 and 23 in 2020 is not equal. No, no. 23 in 1996 is still living with your parents and trying to start a YouTube channel. It's, I don't know. I think it's up. No, 20, 23 in, in 2020, in 2020 yes, is yes. living at home in YouTube and channel. Yeah. Um, I was actually, you know, this is totally in the weeds, but like listening to a TED talk um, about like what makes like a meaningful life and, you know, millennials, which 
probably the craft 2020 people are barely millennials, but the, the two things that they're looking for out of their life is to like to be rich and famous. And I really think that that very much comes from, you know, a YouTube and influencer type of idea and culture, but but if anyone wants to go on and Patreon, that's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no shame. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, get what you can get. But, but kind of comparing, you know, okay, how, how do they look? It's the nineties. I've got, you know, Robin Tenney. We don't see her a lot. Well, I say we don't see her a lot after this. We maybe we do. I don't know, but I definitely have in my notes that Alexis Bledel maybe stole her life. Um, they they are inter slightly interchangeable. I think she was in Supernova with Lou Diamond Phillips, and okay. then she was in uh, The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, I waited in line at midnight to buy the soundtrack for that movie. <laughs> uh, that movie had the soundtrack had the first Guns N' Roses song. To be released in like 2000, oh, okay. yeah, 2001, since Guns N' Roses were a thing. Mm-hmm, I remember and that. And it was terrible. <laughs> it's so sad. And the when movie you... was terrible and everything was terrible. And yeah, just just bad times all around. That's so disappointing because you don't, you don't, you didn't get the opportunity really. Like when you bought it, you bought it and you had it and you had the whole thing. You, you couldn't download a single song that you liked. You bought an album, you bought an album and you got be, everything that went with it. And I might completely be confabulating here. There were two terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger movies right back to back. One right. of them where he fought the devil with a shotgun and one where there was a lot of clones. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be, she was one in of one other. of those and one of those had a terrible soundtrack. Okay. They probably both had terrible soundtracks. Probably, probably so. Um, then I've got white teeth, yellow teeth. I mean, we've we've got Nancy. I know we're painting Nancy um, as you know that they paint they their words kind of white trash kind of living, but just you know she she's kind of more the goth leaning one. We, we've got a little bit of all, not all, but. Some of the 90s vibes of of girls. We've got you know the one in the long skirt. They all have butterfly clips. Even the goth, I have that in my notes. Even the goth has a butterfly clip. So I don't know if they would be friends in high school, but no. you know they would they would all listen to maybe letters to Cleo, but would they wouldn't one, go to the same concert. They might cross paths. But that's that's what I have later on. Their look gets more cohesive. They they fall in line. They get the white shirts. They've got the suspenders and a lot of the necklaces, and they definitely converge on a look later on. It's a little bit more. It is ne- necklace heavy. Very. The look later on. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> it is the nineties. It is the nineties. We we love our accessories. Coming back, y'all. Coming back. So they decide. You know, plot of the movie. We got three teenage witches, not Sabrina, and they know from their fast knowledge and sorcery history that they've been studying for who knows that they need a fourth you know they need one more you think we need one more i don't think i don't know much about witches but i always kind of thought they came in threes that would make more sense it, it, it is much more symmetrical the maiden the mother of the crone aren't there three witches in, yeah, in Macbeth? in i just kind of thought witches came in threes that makes sense to me um but they need a fourth and so they they for some reason you know they 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 have the vibe this is their fourth they're gonna need their fourth you know they they go and they do you know some some initial ritual and they feel the power and now they say we can make things happen and i have a star by this because i feel like what this movie is really about is kind of slightly how powerless teenage girls are and how like kind of your whole life the or I'm going to say your whole life, your high school career, which feels like your whole life at the time, is just about kind of having some sort of control. Mm-hmm. I think especially at this time, you know, there's no, they don't have, you don't have control of your body. You don't have control of how people see you. You don't have control over, you know, your time yet. Like you're starting to feel like an adult, but you're not an adult. And then I know that that's, you know, the way everybody feels as a teenager, but we can make things happen. That just seemed really poignant to me that it's like now we have some sort of control over our destiny. And they're popping into the witchcraft shop or the occult shop right. or the whatever shop there is there. And, uh, you know, they've got their kind of their new mentor. And... Which they don't really seem to be like 
I would be more involved with her, right? Like, she seems to know what's going on, yeah. and they're, like, stealing from her. Don't steal from witches. Have you, do not steal from That's what's in my witches. notes I couldn't read. Like, you're going to steal from the, the place that you, you're the only people who go. But even that, like, they're going to curse you. Right. You're going to start getting thinner. You're going to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> you're going to, every. All the things. You, you never, you, you never cross a gypsy or a witch. <laughs> I mean, and, and she's probably just like, oh, those young witches. But that does seem like the kind of vibe that she's giving off but i don't really think she pays off i mean she seems like this you know this place she has all these things she has all the things like she's not teaching them anything like oh like you're gonna summon this weirdo thing like you you, you must be really experienced if you think you can handle it not like fools stop it like right, don't she do that knows. that's a bad idea right like she she knows there's gonna be dead sharks like <laughs> this is not a good thing yeah i mean we really cared about sea seaworthy animals in the 90s a lot it was becoming very very popular oh it doesn't have like halfway through it has she even been home yet like we see <laughs> We see her with them at one of their houses doing some sort of spell. Then we see her. She's out dating Skeetle Rich. She's yeah, out like there out in the second. middle of the night with dudes getting run over by cars. She's back right. at school. Right. Has she been home? I don't know. I didn't even notice like if her clothes had changed. But that was a quick like there for a day. And then then a hot, you know, popular guy has ruined your reputation. I mean, come on. My second day of school, that might be a little... I that's bet you that's extreme. what it feels like to be a teenage girl. It, it it possibly does. Like, you can't undo anything. Everybody hates you, and, and you know, you, you can't make that work. But, like, really? It, it seems like... It seems like if that's his M.O., then there were way more girls who would know that was his M.O., and they'd all unite uh, against yeah, him. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. I see what you're doing there. I remember last week, or yeah, but I didn't care because i don't trust skeet ulrich and i will never trust him again there he gives me anxiety yes i was like he was making me nervous in I this just movie waiting for him to throw on a mask and go on a spree it is just that is how good he was in scream and yeah i'll just he was. never see him as anything but he's that. diabolical and i kind of have this a little later it's like that high school boys he's you know he's she puts a spell on him eventually because she wants she wants him to like her like i mean being a teenage girl is confusing and like that there's that love hate, but I kind of draw the line. I'm like someone ruined your rep day two, new school, new everything, and you still want him to like you. I don't buy that. No, you want him to like off right, and, like, and go with number two. A, a, a spell where he gets his comeuppance, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But this like is falling weird. in love with a frog or something. Right, you know? right. Something dumb like that. Fall in love with Breckin Meyer. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that would go over really well. Oh, not in the nineties. <laughs> no, no. I'm surprised we don't have uh, you know, any 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 homosexual. They're not a single none. slur in this. No, not really, at all. Really impressive that they managed to hold it in. Oh, but oh, they went a... hard uh, with. I mean, I, I just had next to Christy, Christine Taylor, whoa. I was not Ugh. ready for her to be evil. She's, I mean, super evil. I mean, that's just, it, and it's dumb evil. Like, you're a teenager, like, that's some really rooted racism. I mean, we're from Nashville. You expect that kind of stuff, but this is L.A. You don't think L.A.'s like that. Well, I kind of think that all cities are like that in some way or another. Um, they just like to hide it really, mm. really well. But I also think that you'd expect this to come from a, her parent. You know, they, they go to her house and her, and her mother mm. says this, not some teenage girl. Where does that come from? It's weird. And um, I just at this point wrote um, that we're at swim team. Yeah. And maybe a little digression here, but I have a very specific memory of Jenny at <laughs> church camp in her old swim team swimsuit that had maybe lost a little bit, maybe too much time and some chlorine. It, it did. It did, probably. And I, I wore that. I was on a swim team in um, sixth grade. Oh, and this was... Full on ninth grade. Ninth, yeah, we were fifteen or so. Yeah, it was stretching a little differently than it had at that time. There were some very vivid memories <laughs> uh, of that. Um. Happy to oblige, I guess. <laughs> you know what? What is it unless you can't create some sort of you know 
fantasy to live on. I mean, we built a life out of it somehow, so. It's true. You know, not many people get to say that. Like, you have those, like, pivotal, you know. Pivotal pervy moments in, when yeah. you're a teenager. And, you know, you have your pivotal moments when you're a teenager. You know, you have your fast times at Ridgemont High moment. <laughs> and then you end up growing old with the girl. I mean, that's, that's, that's not, not a terrible thing. No, it's not. It's not. Speaking of, though. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of group shower in this movie. Mm-hmm. And going into it, I was expecting it to be a lot sexier. It wasn't sexy. They were still, I mean, really the only major group shower we see is Christine Taylor losing her hair. And her uh, friends are like, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> her hair is more than half gone. She's been crying about it probably every day since this started. There's- it's going to make me sound terrible, but that's probably why I sort of lost interest in this movie. I've actually seen it before. Uh, you know, I just thought it was so forbidden that there's no right. chance in ever being able to see this movie. And then my sister just played hard. She's just like, at Blockbuster, like, hey guys, can we rent this? And my parents like, sure. And like, what? <laughs> Which I mean, the the cover definitely is like, you know, here here we are these these four bad girls, you know. Um, oh, that's like, bad, forgive like, me, actually, father, for I am sin or something like that. Something it's, like that is the tagline. I mean, well, and also too, like, why are they Catholic school? Doesn't seem like her parents are like real, like we. Yeah, for him being so blasé about, do you really want to go to school today because you don't have your uniform? Like, we're we're putting you in this Catholic school. It, it seems like it's the only school. It's for the imagery, babe. I know, but it, it we could have played into it a little bit more. Like, why are we there? I think this movie owes, like, or no, I think every movie that's come past this owes that has ever done kind of high school as hell. Uh-huh. And no, actually, it's actually hell, like literally, <laughs> like there's demons and what, like, right? I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I know the movie happened, but it didn't really get into it. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show, owes so much. Yeah, to the I could see that of, of this, or maybe this. If this, I'd, I'd have to go back and look and see. They came out close to the same time. Um, Charmed, watch your back. You oh, yeah, owe this is so much to this Charmed, movie. Charmed is just CW, uh, the craft. I've never seen Charmed, but I've seen the opening of it after probably something else to know that How Soon Is Now is the theme song, and it is featured very prominently in this movie. That's right, it is, it is. Oh, but just like a random, they're like doing high dives at school. That's That's a real highfalutin. I mean, I have my experience of standing up and just actually just coming back down the ladder and not <laughs> diving. <laughs> no fun. That's that's a level of high school rich white people stuff that I just oh, no. don't Pools? have experience. Is that, is that what that's what the Catholic school's like in LA? I don't know. I don't know. My whole childhood was pretty much a class warfare. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we had we had football, we had basketball and all the other sports. There was I mean there you were know, sports in this movie. You know, he's a football player, but we see it very little. It didn't play no, as hard really. as it could have. You know, we were, we're to understand, I think, that he's, you know, a hot jock, but we don't see him, like, victories and people, like, fawning all over him. People really don't fawn all over him for as much power as he seems no, to have. No, but I mean, like, why doesn't he blow out a knee at practice or something after the, he, they cast a spell on him? But no, he like, falls. He falls when they call his I name. I know. I know. Which, which that's, that's a little bit of the power that they've got, but they, they don't truly have the power until they've got their fourth, apparently. But. I guess. When they do get their fourth, they're drinking blood and Ariel Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, I was hoping you'd note that. I don't know that wine. I'll have to look it up and see. I don't know if this is, is this a wine that a 15-year-old girl would have access to? Is this a I think a wine in a bottle doesn't even seem like a wine that a 15 or 16-year-old would have access to. I mean, this is probably pre-screw cap wine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll so have to deep dive that. We're going to deep dive it. Ariel I just have wine. blood picnic is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and then butterflies, you know, they, they, they stop time basically. And then all these butterflies. So that means, and then I just wrote like, when you're a teenager, everything means something. Like, it's just so lame when you think about it. You're like, oh, you put so much meaning into every little thing that happens. Like everything's. You know, depending on your, you know, your religious or faith type base, like you still uh, feel like everything's a sign. Everything is like 
showing what's supposed to be happening. You're like looking for it. That many butterflies, that could be a sign though. That's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, if that many butterflies just show up and you're not at a butterfly sanctuary. Or you're not at you, like some lame wedding where they release a bunch of butterflies. You better start looking around you and, and watch your back. Like something, a unicorn's going to stab you in the back or something weird is going to happen. Tom Cruise is going to show up. Tim Curry. I, I don't know. Some <laughs> Something bad's about to happen. Something's about to go down. That's true. If there's that that's many probably, butterflies. That, that was, it was uh, you know, um, a flock of crows is about to come through or that's, something. That's a bad omen, you know. <laughs> Butterflies are nice. They're tickly, uh, you know, butterfly kisses. But all right. So then we go to mass and just, and I, again, I'm like, you know, mass is part of school. Like why, you know, why Catholic school? And I know it, it's for all of that. And then we have, oh, sorry. We, we didn't talk about the, we are the weirdos, mister, which does <laughs> carry over to the, the sequel. Um, and, and, as I think is the moment from this movie, I mean, that lives on if something truly does. If anybody could find a picture of me from 22, they would know <laughs> that I <laughs> took that to heart. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Um, and I just think of like, you know, just talking about that, kind of leaning a little bit more goth. You definitely leaned more goth than I did. But during this time, so, you know, 96 to 99, and not to take like a real you know, downer moment. We, we, we started seeing the uh, school shootings and Columbine and, and there was a lot of rhetoric around that about them being goth and wearing trench coats and all this stuff. And I remember being in college and wasn't even first year of college, which would have been right after Columbine. It was a couple of years later. I was working at a, a local or regional type of clothing store. Um, and a mom came in and she was like, well, I, I need to pick out outfits for the girls for um, their, their, their homecoming. They're all the girls in the homecoming, but they have to stay in school uniform, which was a big thing that started to happen during that time. And the only, I would say the only like truly rebellious thing that I really ever did was I rallied against school uniforms. It was like, this is ridiculous. We're putting, we're putting all the emphasis on the wrong things and, and so I've always kind of been that way like we're taking taking girls out of school to measure their skirts um you know when they can it, it's all ridiculous but so this lady comes in and you know can you help me pick this out so their school colors are like maroon you know black and white or something so we pick out it's it's the 90s we pick out a plaid pencil skirt that's maroon and and black and, and white and then they're gonna wear a sweater set black sweater set and she's like if they wear all black, don't you think anybody's people are going to think they're goth? And I was like, what? This is Jackie O shit. This is not goth. Like, uh, it just made me so mad. It's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. This is this thing that's so scary to you. It's like, black means goth. Like, let's whisper it. We can't say it out loud too, too loud or they're going to come for me. I don't know how well whispering works on podcasts. Are we doing ASMR now? I don't know. Maybe we are. Uh-oh. I think the ASMR is kind of weird, and I oh. think it's more sexual than anyone who's into it is willing to admit. <laughs> okay, well, let's clear our throats. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a lozenge? <laughs> Why are yeah. We like so this? that was definitely I, I, I'm one of those moments of like just staring at someone like you don't even know what you're talking about. Like the fear around goth culture that just became so prevalent, especially in a, it was even more of a rural area than than we live. But so okay, light as a feather, stiff as a board. We played this all the time. We did this all the time. This was not not allowed. I think so. I wonder when this came about. So what's the, so talk to me about light as a feather, stiff as a board. I, it's I've, nothing really. I mean, it's exactly what you see there, except for nobody actually floats. But it's well. So what's the point in doing it if no, if nothing like? It's just a sleepover game. It's a sleepover game like any other game, like you know, learning, you know, hand claps and, and learning a dance and, you know, you run out of stuff to do after you've, you've, you've hopped yourself up all on sugar. And <laughs> you, you already, don't you already drank all the Mountain Dews right? and all the like, Cheetos. And <laughs> like, so, you know, it's when it gets a little quiet and like, you know, it gets late and it's like, let's get spooky. Um, because I mean, Lord knows nobody wants to play girl talk. That game is terrible. <laughs> or mall madness. <laughs> Welcome to the chicken store. <laughs> Like, ooh, you know, yeah, like the, the, the girl talk, like, we've got a call from Brad. Like, oh, he didn't call you back. Here's an acne sticker. <laughs> Lord. Man, being a teenage girls. girl must have been tough. And they everybody hated us. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> 
But so basically, yeah, someone just lays down. Someone says that it worked somewhere. They Their friend was somewhere. And it, it's all just like rumor mill of like, you just take, you know, your, your, uh, index finger and your middle finger that's it so like you know only two points of contact you know other person one person's laying they're laying completely still you've got a couple people around them and you're just saying like is like likely you're gonna pick them up that's so cool like the, I, I would have not thought about that aspect of it that somebody said oh i was somewhere else and it worked yeah. oh that is oh Th- that that's kind of what it was all like you know it works somewhere sometimes so if we like believe it enough and i think that's what a lot of this is like if you believe it enough your words are powerful enough because really all they're doing i mean they're mixing some stuff up but really they're talking they're speaking this stuff into existence i mean a lot of this stuff could be in a ted talk really you know really (laughs) we were we we believed it was true and right and we went for it or and also too you should be afraid when girls talk Mm. Ooh, because if they actually like believe and have confidence and talk then ooh, who knows what could happen Ooh, that's a whole nother like a whole other thing. We're, we're trying to stay a little bit lighter than that. But yeah, we would definitely light us a feather if as a board. And we kind of made our own. We, we I remember watching some movie. It was an old movie. That's that's kind of where, you know, my household was with lots of, you know, classic movies is black and white movie. And there was a seance in this movie. And so we kind of made our own probably basically Ouija board, uh, you know, and and who knows who pushed what where. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember my mom like actively shutting it down, but I do know. <laughs> so this is kind of where I think all this comes from. So m- she tells stories of my grandmother. Like, so, you know, Hasbro came out with the the Ouija board has been a thing, talking boards and all those kind of things. They've been around for a long, long, long time. But Hasbro, which you know it's evil when a toy company makes it. Right. Hasbro comes out with a Ouija board, I guess, like in the 60s, maybe. Um, I should remember. I'm sure I've listened to a, a Stuff You Should Know on this. They had one at my, my, my mom's house. And my grandmother, like really really like i guess was bored and and started kind of using it a lot and i think my mom thinks it woke something up i mean it might have just been that my grandmother had few too too many gin martinis um (laughs) r.i.p god rest her soul um but yeah uh, my mom like believed that something started to happen i don't i don't remember exactly and i don't really want to ask her about it because it's a I feel like there's a whole nother rhetoric about that now, but go if you have a moment. Stop the podcast. We'll wait. Watch the '80s, '90s Christian singer songwriter evangelist Carmen. <laughs> there is a video called "Witch's Invitation," and uh, this was played in heavy rotation in youth group. Very warning us about all of the uh, like. Look over in the corner, Dungeons and Dragons games and Ouija boards. You know, there, there's yeah. there's candles. He's dressed in all black and has many, many, many rings. <laughs> and, I mean, really, if someone had just said, "Look at those, look at all that in that corner, nerds," <laughs> we wouldn't have done it. We wouldn't have been interested in it at all. Like, like the fact that it was evil made us really like, interested. It's some really dorky stuff. <laughs> I know, waste of time. <laughs> like, look at me, I'm rebelling. You're a nerd. You know? <laughs> It totally was. I mean, and, and all of this was, you know, we're coming off of the satanic panic and um, just, yeah, a lot of, and even, even in the 90s, even Catholicism had its own, you know, growing up Southern Baptist, even Catholicism was kind of an occult uh, to to some people. And so even that whole idea of saints and things like that were were way off limits. Yeah, that's that's great. Let's let's break this up into into even more groups, because <laughs> we're doing so good attracting people now. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it, it was so there was just so much fear during this time, and I don't exactly know where all that comes from. And we're seeming more and more culturally relevant with the current uh, whatever. So let's split ourselves up right. into twenty more groups. People need conflict. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So then we've got I've got the spells. That she wants the boy to like her. Then the Nev Campbell uh, it wants to be beautiful inside and out, so her scars to be gone. Um, we don't really see Rochelle. I mean, Rochelle says she wants people like to not hate her, basically, which is Christine Taylor's like just wild racism. And then was somebody watching this scene in the producers of Friends? 
and thinking Christine Taylor needs to lose her hair. Like I want to see her even more bald. (laughs) Maybe without the sores. (laughs) (laughs) Like like that that was getting me going, but like let's get more bald. Let's let's go balder. Somebody, yeah, somebody has some weird fetishizing there. Somebody was, was watching Hey Dude. And <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> She's cute, but I like them bald. That's weird. And we almost got it in that craft movie. <laughs> almost. So close. This is probably not Southern at all. It's probably somebody from New York, you know? <laughs> Who knows? Just... Oh, did you see that, like, I guess it was probably some British thing that they, they voted... Um, Prince uh, William is like the sexiest bald man, and Stanley Tucci fans are up in arms. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with them. Prince I would... Harry was a great looking twenty three year old. No, not Prince. Or, or Prince, Prince Prince William. He was a yeah. great looking twenty three year old. He looks like Prince Charles now. Sorry, he's fine. He's fine. But then my not... six is waiting outside my door. Ready he's to get not me for the that. sexiest bald man. I mean, if we want to like start making the list, the sexiest bald man, there are way more people. I mean, we were just watching uh, Hobbs and Shaw the other day. Oh and man, that movie's full of sexy, <laughs> sexy bald men. <laughs> I'm gonna climb up on it or whatever <laughs> with, with a mountain. What are you saying? <laughs> Keep climbing. <laughs> I mean, he's the rock, I, I guess. Like, it's all relevant. But yeah, The rock so, is the sexiest everything, man. I mean, He's just so full of charisma. I don't know that I think he's the sexiest. Uh, I, I might, like, pick Edris Elba over that, but... Okay, okay. Um, okay, so back to the spells. Wants the boy to... The, the terrible boy to like her. Okay, that's that tracks for being a teenage girl. Deb Campbell wants to be more beautiful. Okay, that tracks for wanting to be a teenage girl. Um, you want people to like you and you want people to be hateful. That's actually, you know, a little bit more more in depth than Teenage Girl. Then we don't hear like, Nancy's. Like, I want all the power. Right, of the basically. Gods. Like, like oh, oh, okay. Right. But like, then, this is going a little But then that's when she when she gets it, that's when she says, I'm your daughter now. It's like, okay. You know, we already know she's got daddy issues. We see it actually, well, I guess after this, when her her stepdad or step boyfriend I don't know what he is. He doesn't seem like he's her stepdad but But she's casting a spell to murder him and she has like seven candles and a lava lamp i really feel like the (laughs) lava lamp is is gotta bugger up your spell i don't i don't feel like a lava lamp is is good in in you know non pre-christian ceremonial magic i don't know if a lava lamp is is truly the proper proper technique i i i kind of agree it doesn't you know it doesn't focus enough but it definitely felt like does your kid have a lava lamp? Oh, no. <laughs> Better watch out. I had a lava lamp, y'all. Uh-oh. I spent a lot of time in my dark room with my blue lava lamp playing the cranberries. A lot of it. Oh, man. But that's about all that went. Oh, then, then now, after the big spell, their look is cohesive. They're on board. Everybody's checked, check, check. We can all be in the same band. We can all hang out now. It works. So that's what it that's what it took. It took us all being united by by a spell uh, to to get our wardrobe together. <laughs> so I've got clicks makes things ha- clicks make things happen, and I think that that's that's kind of a theme. Like they're not the popular girls by any stretch, but they're the only ones we see really in a group. Yeah, they've got their own they've got their own thing going on. They do, and, and that, that's fine. You know that that's great. But that's that's kind of the theme of high school. It's like you've got these power power in numbers um that happens and so you don't want to be the only person you, you want to be affiliated with the group maybe it, you start to realize it's not the group you want to be a part of but do you really want to break off from that group is it dangerous to be alone in the water i think that's maybe something that john hughes didn't fully understand when making his movies i can see is that. that there's the in crowd and then everyone else and you know up through saved by the bell mm-hmm. and if you're a nerd and you have lots of nerd friends, you're probably having a pretty you're good time. That you're not really that terrorized. I mean, after the, after ninth grade, you're not even in class with anybody. Right, you're <laughs> way above them. They're repeating grades. You've, you've got your own classes. They're driving your, to school and, like every and the mustaches. A, every and, once in a while, you have the class like PE that everybody has to take, and you just grin and hold your put your head down and get <laughs> through it. But you're really having just your own experience with your own kind, and yeah, yeah and that that, that is. I think, uh, what's the movie with, uh, Ted, um, you know, 
How I Met Your Mother um, at the beginning. He's kind of like not another teen movie. No. You're like they're like, late, the nerds like, over like right. We, yeah, yeah. John Hughes High. We have everybody can get together. Everybody, you know, everybody. We have no labels, no whatever. Everybody can fit in. Everybody can be who they want to be. All right, nerds over there, jocks over there, like <laughs> sluts with me. Uh, like okay, those are the people you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. Right. But I agree. Yeah, it does kind of seem in this movie that. You've got your little groups of friends, like you've got Skeet Ulrich and Breckenmeyer and Dude with No Name. Um, they're kind of bros. You've got a couple girls whispering together. Um, you know, you've got Christine friends, Christine Taylor's friends who don't have a clue, <laughs> um, which is kind of par for the course with the popular girls. That she's always got dumb people around her usually that just kind of do her bidding, but. And then you've got this group, and and they're they definitely have a plan, um, and they get some stuff done. And so they straight up murder her dad. Pretty much. I mean, I kind of think she didn't know that was going to happen. I think it was after she realized that that happened. There's some real monkey's paw stuff happening. Yeah. They really aped some monkey's paw. I mean, she makes the microwave explode and she makes him, he's mad. And so he's having a heart attack and she realizes that she has that power and it goes to her head. She doesn't. She's a little scared of it at first, I think, when yeah. it when it first happens. But then they then they get one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. If I had notes on this movie, I would say that the things that are actual unexplainable except by magic should have happened later. I mean, okay. Nev Campbell was having treatment, experimental treatments. Uh-huh. The you know the, the I really think we shouldn't have gone to something like oh magic caused that absolutely as an audience as an audience. I feel like maybe we could have thought. It's just coincidence. I feel like maybe we well, could have gone with things that could have been coincidence a little longer. Is, like when she blows up the the microwave, that's that's magic. That's well, witchcraft. Uh, is it? That's is fingers it, in my hair. That's, that's a really that's, crappy a trailer that they live in. Don't you think the electrical? They already had like the power went out. You know, with the storm at the at the beginning, and the mom thinks that the the power bill hasn't been paid, and they have some electricity issues already. I That's guess. probably something that could happen in. I wouldn't say that you probably had a, a board certified electrician run those lines. Uh, if there's not a gremlin in it, the microwave probably doesn't explode. Okay, that's fine. But I think that that still is explainable away. Okay. Um, I think that all most of it until the very end really could be. I think Skeet Ulrich is a little yeah okay by Skeet by Skeet Ulrich well I mean her like changing her appearance to look like uh to look like Sarah um is definitely but that's that's where already those other things have happened she's already now you know powerful and rich with her one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars um which I made a note one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars now we have an apartment with a view. we have a really designer ugly sofa we have a jukebox. And a Mustang, question mark, that we see later that I'm assuming is part of that purchase as well. Yeah, we're going to have to deep dive the, uh, the, the what the does 175000 buy you in 1996 in L.A. I'm just, I don't want to be whatever, but we would not retire if somebody no. <laughs> gave us $175,000 no, 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 right no. now. Um, one, if I can go back to when they're, yeah. in the, um, they're in the ambulance. Yes. And he specifically says, this is going to be a nerdy thing. Okay. He specifically says he's in asystole, which asystole is the fancy medical term for flatline. Right, which is not. How many times in movies do you see somebody flatline? Like maybe in the movie Flatliners, right. which I believe might have one of the same writers or, or a connection oh, to this. Could, but hmm. how often do you see flatline and clear right. and shock? You can't shock asystole. It, it doesn't work. You only shock VTAC or VFib. So. Sorry. Sorry, it's a nerdy thing. It's That's a nerdy okay. thing. That's all right. It, it, it is. It, it's very, the line and the beep and all of that is very, it's just theatrical. It's such a trope, but it's completely inaccurate. And, and that probably, hopefully, doesn't get people in trouble too many times, but um, they can take credit for the good stuff, but they don't take credit for the bad stuff. Like, everybody else says, oh, it was an accident that he died. Oh, it was an accident. Like, Oh, it's awesome that we, that the, and maybe this is also too a little bit of the jealousy piece that's starting to come into play. We've got Sarah's spell where Skeet Ulrich is starting to like her. They're like, ooh, it's working. And now um, Bonnie Nev Campbell is starting to be beautiful and showing some more skin. Um, that, that spell's working. But Nancy's spell was an accident. Because um, they don't really know what she asked for. So th- then this is where the divide is happening. Like, you know, none of this would have happened if Sarah hadn't joined the group. Right. I really, 
another thing that was kind of a weird thing, and this might be what it feels like to be a teenage girl. But I really thought that, like, Nancy's starting to flip the cuckoo switch. She's cackling. And Mm -hmm. I really kind of saw the movie going one way where the three of them are like, okay, we're moonwalking away from this. But, no, the other two girls are like, oh, yeah, we're in. Like, you're the one who's out, you freak. And Yeah, I... I kind of thought the same thing too. That like, might be what it's like to be a teenage girl, though. Like the one girl goes crazy, and you all your friends are like, "Oh, she's awesome now!" Like we're at, like you're there, still there. Can be there. There's kind of like you're definitely you're falling we, for that. Like we're not seeing the same thing. Like <laughs> you know, you're making eyes at each other, and everybody's like, "Like wait, oh no, okay." <laughs> mm. Because some things sometimes, you know, and this really is like when it comes down to it, it 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 is about girl drama. It's you know, the the catastrophic things that girl drama can create and how they relate with it and the back and the forth and the stabbing in the back and they want to come back. But it does seem like at the very end when they want to come back, they kind of only want to come back because they think they can maybe get their magic back if they align themselves with her. They don't seem, they're not like really apologetic. They haven't learned a thing. No, not they at did all. Not, really, nobody learns a lesson in this No, film. because because then really, I'm like, I'm a little worried and scared of Sarah now. I thought she was the one with all the white light and like, <laughs> I don't know if I can trust her with this power either. But can you really trust? I mean, you think, oh, the things that you do when you're a teenager and you look back and you're like, ugh. Like, so can you be trusted with anything? Right. Like, you look... Look back at your life, if you're over 25, look back at your life at 17 and ask yourself, am I the villain in this story? Probably. For everything you did at 17, and it's tough to justify. It really is. <laughs> or maybe is. you're a good person, I don't know, but I I always no, thought of myself as a white knight, but boy, looking back, it, it's... We're just, everyone is so self-absorbed, and that's really what I have, you know, that girls are just, you know, full of drama and just selfish and that's why all of these things are happening because everyone is self-absorbed and concerned with themselves but that's that's the teenage experience that girls are just over dramatic but then i have here too skeet Aldridge talking about you know he's under her spell and he's like i can't think it's just feelings and it's like oh like is is that that's the picture we're painting too like she wants this boy to like her he's already ruined her reputation she still wants him to like her and she's and he doesn't really like her he just wants her he just it's wants getting her. a little creepy right i mean he like almost rapes her and and it doesn't think really anything about it and you know she's i mean thankfully she's like done at that point with it but also too like are we also saying she caused that are we also kind of saying he wanted her so much that like that's where that line gets crossed? It it I think I think we see a lot of problematic little themes here popping up that There's she, a middle aged man trying to write a feminist movie here. Oh, all the time. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably Harvey Weinstein had something to do with this somewhere. Yeah. But Yeah, so we've got, you know, Obviously, the 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 mentor witch, or really the store the store owner witch, who doesn't really pan out for anything. I was really kind of looking forward to like a big scene, and then like let's talk about her backstory. Yeah. Let's talk about the mom. Let's yeah. talk about like let's let's go. But she should have known the mom. Like, like we were friends. Yeah, and, and, yeah, you know. that would have been really interesting. Yeah. Can it, I just complete aside here? But was Feruza Balk wearing a studded black choker and an edible candy necklace? I didn't notice the candy necklace. I feel like she was wearing a candy necklace with it. Maybe it was just a plastic necklace. She could have been wearing a candy necklace. That was a thing. We all did that. It looked like a candy necklace. Rule number one. That was all for show. You start eating that candy necklace, it is sticky and gross. And you deserve what you get. It's all for show. Like, no. No eating off that candy necklace. And if you let your friends eat that candy necklace, you deserve whatever disease you get. Oh, man. Ugh, gross. Um, so then, then we're we're at the point where it's like they're they're doing the big spell. Well, we're, we're kind of back and forth here, but they're doing the big spell, and I kind of have here. Rory is not feeling it. I'm talking. I'm I'm making a Alexis Bledel. Oh yeah, she's just like yeah. She's like fear the, the north, uh, and like I'm already like I thought they were gonna call her on that, like <laughs> that she was gonna ruin their spell, and maybe even that's why it went wrong. Like, because, you're not summoning hard enough. No, you know? right? She was really phoning it in. Like, come on, can we get some enthusiasm? Let's all of these scenes 
are cringeworthy where they're doing the incantations. It is. It is cringeworthy. But there's one moment where she's just like, she's kind of feeling about it the way I am. Like, yeah, oh, yeah okay. spirit of the north, like, yeah. lighthouses and watchtowers and stuff. <laughs> Yay, raw. <laughs> I, I thought that was going to come back, you know, a little bit more. But then we've got, yeah, we got Nancy and Sarah, like all of it. I mean, all of it's really pretty problematic. I mean, we're going into some themes that are that are true, but the way that they're going, this really gets violent fast too. I I really did not expect that. That's one thing that I mean. I kind of thought we would we would have some impacts. Okay, you know, stepdad dying. That's that's a problem. And did she cause that? Maybe she caused that Would that. I mean, he was not in the best of health. We're not talking about someone who was in perfect like health and they just dropped dead. All, all the things could have aligned without her having any sort of influence on that. But this gets very dark, very She's, fast. I feel like if she'd thrown Skeet Ulrich out the window, maybe on accident, we could have had a little more sympathy for her. Right. But I no. mean, she gets cackling quick. Uh, she, she does. Is, she's like weird, like the weird floating with the dragging toes. That's... And she's really spouting some pretty great feminist whatever. Uh-huh. But she's also going like shaking her head and and, yeah. and, and, and floating. And it, the message loses a little something does, in the delivery. But I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. We, we can't really say that because, oh, we can't have it. A teenage girl feeling confident and secure in who they are, like they might take over the world. But somebody directed this, right. so she wasn't. This was she's not Marlon Brando. She is not showing up with enough clout on no. set to be able to do whatever she wants, and the director can't rein it in. Right. Like, the director is like saying, "Go with it," and she is in a different movie from that scene to the for the rest she of the movie. Really is. She's in another movie. She's going hard. She's going really, really hard. And yeah, and then that's that's where you would think, like you said, that the other two girls would, would really moonwalk away from right. that. Like John Waters is directing her scenes. And <laughs> somebody else is is directing everything else. It it is it goes campy quick. It it really, really does. But well, it goes campy, but then then it gets like they want her to kill herself. Ugh. You know, they they are tormenting her, which you know, is is very true. Like bullying is real, and being an outsider is real. And, and like I said, you know, being part of a a group, and maybe you don't love the people in your group, but do you decide to take it, like, go on your own, and then risk risk the lone being out there on your own and, and finding some other people to align with, or do you just stay kind of with the power of the group? And she does something very brave um, by saying, "I don't want to be a part of this." I mean, I'm going to stop and say, "How much time do you think has passed?" Three weeks? Max. Four weeks, maybe? Max. Yeah, so... We can't really tell what season it is because it's raining constantly in L.A. Which is weird. It's very dark. Why is this movie not happening in Portland or Seattle? Yeah, it could have happened anywhere. They didn't need it to happen in L.A. If it's a plot point it's constantly raining, that's not the way L.A. works. No. Um, But yeah, so it doesn't happen, which I I guess you could say, like, you know, relationships like that do get hot and cold. And, you, you know, even the times where you're like, I feel like I was really, really good friends with them. And then you look back and you think about your own personal timeline. You're like, that could only have happened over two weeks. It doesn't seem like we could have been that hot and heavy, so to speak, even as friends that quickly and have it just like float and melt away like it was nothing. Um, But it it is very possible. And so, you know, it is very brave of her to kind of walk away. And then they immediately are like, um, like you should maybe not come back to school. Um, you should maybe like move. Um, um, you should maybe like leave the planet. Like, whoa, yeah. like, uh, okay. Um, I thought she was the one that made this all happen for them. Like they don't have much power without her. It de- well, they think they, I mean, I guess they think they she do. Th- now. Nancy thinks that she does. She thinks she has all the power and nothing's going to stop her. So Sarah decides to defend herself and goes into the back room of the magic shop. Right. Which is now Spencer's. Basically. basically. There's a blacklight pentagram on the floor. <laughs> we are either in an alley where Robin's about to fight some people off in, in, in a Joel Schumacher movie, or we are in Spencer's Gifts. Both. And if you have not been in Spencer's Gifts in the last 15 years, go it in. It has, it has changed. It has taken a step up. It is... Up? 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 They've ratcheted something up, that's for they, sure. Well, they have. I mean, there you still have your black light stuff. You still have your, you know, 
uh, your weird Newton. You, you got your Newton's cradle. You right. Like the, little, the, the, the thing you put your face in with the pins. Right. That <laughs> everybody puts their face in and you don't think about like how many people have put their face in that. You like, get ooh. so many viruses worse so than coronavirus gross. doing that. So gross. Um, but the last time we went in, because we, we just went in like, oh, we haven't been in a Spencer's gift in 25 20 years. years. There's a whole wall. Like, wall, like, hey, mister, can you get on a ladder and get that down for me? Of sex toys. Like, what? Did they have, a, did they have one of the sticks? Like, where, where, Maybe. Like, where, and you're like, can you get the butt plug off the top shelf there? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do they have to get the ladder? Or it, it was it was extreme. I mean, you could have any color you wanted. It was very well merchandised. Um, I mean, great for consenting adults who were into that. But it was definitely, if I had seen that when I was 14 going into Spencer's and flipping flipping through the posters and, oh, there's a there's a lady in a bikini. Oh, Right. Like, yeah. You wouldn't have known what that was. No, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And that. that store's not for adults. No. <laughs> You're supposed to age out of that store. So... <laughs> I am I am having to make an assumption that today's teenagers are like really aware, way more aware than we were. And I mean, I would imagine there are definitely levels of awareness that we were on the low le- low-ish level. But that But that is I don't know. If you were 1995 teenager and we're into that, write us a letter. I'm that were really into it. Not we're, we're not talking about like you were aware that such things existed, but like were you going into not just buying a personal massager because that's a different kind of thing. It, it, I'm sure they still have personal massagers. Everybody knew knew I what mean, those. Everybody were for. knew the person when you know when you went to the church trip to Gatlinburg and somebody would buy a pair of handcuffs or right, you know, right. something crazy and stupid like that. You but, know, somebody would buy a ninja star and then we get taken by the the people and not given back to them till the end of the thing. And that that's you know that's all normal. But yeah, we were. Yeah, I mean, you get. I mean, you could go to what the sharper image and get your personal massager that uh, had a certain look to it. That's different. This is there's a, a whole level wall. of kink here beyond. And what we're we... not we're not throwing any shade on that, but no. it, it 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 does seem very advanced for a store that is not for really for adults. A store that I hadn't been into that hadn't really interested me since yeah. I was 17 years old. Exactly. I mean, I didn't need a keychain with my name on it. I've had plenty of those. I mean, basically, yeah, it's a store for... A blacklight, you know, poster of a mushroom or, you know, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ray's Hill (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, different experience for sure. Then we've got... Oh, I've got snakes. It had to be snakes. Sorry, I just had to make it. There wasn't just snakes. There was snakes. There was bugs. There was rats. They, 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 like, scorpions. Like, where did scorpions come from? And maggots. Just... And then they went to the hissing cockroaches. They really like, if there had been some bats, I think there might have been every, there were spiders. There, there were rats. Did we get anything besides bats of like major fear categories there? Um, I mean, we didn't. I mean, Sterling is afraid of raccoons, but... Right. You didn't have, like... Sh- I mean, we had sharks earlier, but that nobody was really afraid of. Um, a shark wouldn't work, like, in an upstairs room. No, it wouldn't. But all of that... I mean, all of that stuff was coming out of nowhere yeah. um, and everything. In fact, it, it was interesting. Like, I wonder if I'd seen... I don't feel like I hadn't seen this at all. And I had a, an art project in college. We had to do a surreal um, and we had to like pick a, an object. And so I had a can of film, like actual film. Um, guys, back in the day when you took pictures, it got printed on like some like cellophane type of stuff. Um, then you take it to me at the drugstore. Right. And, and get it developed. Get it developed onto an actual picture that you would hold, which was not private. Everybody saw that stuff. So um, you had to be, you know, there were a lot of probably interesting things that were being seen at the local Walgreens <laughs> or CVS. And yeah, so I had film and I did a, a a kind of a split thing of a bathroom scene where the film was coming out of the sink and turning into snakes um, and then kind of going out into like a desert type of scene. Um, we may have to like take a picture of it and put it on the, the Instagram, but I was just like, oh, that's a very uh, for, for an inadvertently familiar image. But I felt there was a huge nightmare on Elm Street influence going okay. back to our earlier things that, you know, there's this. She's in bed right. when this is all happening. And then, you know, waking up and there's just these 
her house is now this twisted reality. Yeah. And then Nancy is coming after her, scraping the knife on the wall oh, as she's coming. That's right. She's in the bathroom. She's, you know, looking in the twisted mirror. There's, mir- there's mirrors. There's mir- yeah. all sorts of mirror imagery. There's Gustav Clint written on one of the mirrors. Huh. I have no idea who Gustav Clint is. We're going to deep dive that um, for you. Gustav Clint, I think, is the artist of The Kiss. Oh. So I don't know why he'd be written on a mirror, but I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Gustav Clint was written on a mirror, That's like weird. behind her. It just went by really quick. Maybe it was a reflecting. Maybe because there was a lot of art. We, we we saw a lot of they they kind of did some flashing like they did at the beginning um, when she's kind of starting to do the invoking the spirit herself. Um, but none of it was really like iconav- iconographic. I can't say that word apparently. Um, but it was just images, and some of that stuff was very like familiar type stuff you would have seen you know in just a teenager's mm-hmm. art like room posters yeah, just, and stuff just the, you know the opening of nightmare on elm street 3 was kind of her bathroom turning against her and, and yeah that's true yeah I, I really thought that entire scene felt like something out of him it did movies. turn into a horror movie it wasn't a horror movie to start no. but definitely was by the end you know and so they, they're talking about like oh you're gonna kill yourself tonight and so they start like chanting then sh- then nancy slashes her wrist that's not invoking someone to kill themselves that's murder this movie does not handle teen suicide no, well at all it does not uh, neither neither did nightmare on elm street I three it was a fairly i don't know uh, i don't know i thought for its time it was Maybe. fairly forward but you know just seek help look out for people that need your help yes and yes. moving on <laughs> um did helen and bottom carter watch this movie prepping for harry potter she had to have. I mean, she probably there watched is... every witch movie, every that talk about another movie that like, ooh, can't watch that because it's <laughs> there's there's wands. It's witchcraft. Is that enough? is that too much to get flagged? I don't know. <laughs> Your fingers in my head. Sorry. I don't know. We might be we might be demonetized. We're, we're not we're not making any money off of this. <laughs> we're probably just talking to ourselves. Probably, yeah. If you're related to us, and you're one of the seven people listening to us, and you want to tell less stories about our private sex life, then just go ahead and text me and let me know. I really, we could, we could get worse, but. Oh, if you're not related to us, it's kind of doing it for you. Um, <laughs> this is, no, no, we're we'll, not We'll take, set up an OnlyFans for you. We're not and, taking requests. No, no, no. $15 a month gets you basic access. No. Our, our, uh. Our familiar cat, our uh, witchy cat is sitting here. She's not pleased by this conversation. So <laughs> so I have notes of Floaty Nev Campbell has some wacko stockings on. Oh, she did. Yeah, they were like almost like leggings, which that was not a That was of, not a thing. Well, t- leggings were kind of a thing in the 80s, like stirrup pants, but they didn't really have prints on them, I don't think. There was some, there was some Tim Burton imagery going on there. Mm-hmm. And... That's that's about all I have. So take it away, babe. What you got? I I definitely have that. Like I did not trust Nancy's sorry. Like I was like, Ooh, no, this is not the end of this. But yeah, just kind of the end of it. I mean, it, it it definitely we we move through all the cycles of like new best friend. We love each other. We're perfect together. Let's like sing songs and play games. And then oh, like I might be kind of jealous that these friends like you more than they like me. And then we have a rift and a breaking apart. And then we've got some bullying going on. And um, you know, on, on its level. But then we've got you know put. We have attempted murder. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, like you said, I'm not sure anybody learns any lessons. I mean, Nancy's committed to an institution. Um, and Which, as someone who spent time working at a mental health facility, it's uh, that is a poor representation. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, I, would, I would assume so as well. But then we've got, you know... Uh, Sarah, who the the mentor witch had said, you're so full. I've never seen so much white light. You know, they make a big thing about the white and the black and the good and the evil and all this stuff. But I really feel like she's pretty sinister at the end too. She's I mean, like blocking out the sun and throwing trees at people. Right. And- I mean, she's she's really holding a grudge, which uh, maybe teenage girls to hold grudges. Um, so. <laughs> So maybe that's that's the thing too. It's like even if you're on the right side of things, you still are being a little whatever about it. He's like, why don't we just maybe not like murder anybody and let's like poof some butterflies? I don't know. Maybe maybe that would have been a better ending. 
Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, it, they they would have they would have gotten the picture that she still had the magic that they didn't have, and she didn't want anything to do with them, and it didn't have to be dangerous. Um, but it, I think I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think we pretty well covered it. I mean, it was I think it was a good movie. Um, it 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 escalated quickly, but you know that like I said, that can feel that way. Um, all of those things can feel like they happen very fast. Um, and I think that it was telling as anything else, you know, magic, magic is rarely just in a movie for magic's sake. It's, it's, it's an allegory. It's making a, a point about good and evil. And, and this one, you know, the, the powers that, that girls have or don't have, um, is definitely what's being talked about here, but I, I liked it. It was good. I mean, I, I totally know why I couldn't see it. Um, that still tracks. Uh, I have no idea why my dad rented this movie for my baby sister. That's weird. That is that is not okay. Like this forbidden cinema. I wish I could go back in time <laughs> and forbid my baby sister at probably twelve or thirteen right, she, from yeah. watching this movie. Yeah, that it wouldn't. Yeah, it, there was a lot here. I there mean, was not. The, I mean, the content of it was not much that wouldn't really be allowed in a PG thirteen movie. No, but boy, it wasn't it was overly dark. It was very dark. It wasn't overly violent or overly like there wasn't a lot of language, so to speak. But yeah, it did get dark and it got dark fast. It, yeah, it, 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 it's it shifted tone. Its intent got very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think we've covered it. So let us know what you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. We want to know your experience with it. We want to know, um, I mean, as always, uh, we know what's what's come popped up maybe for you in this conversation, a, a memory lost, you hadn't, a movie you hadn't thought of in a while that you're going to revisit. We'd love to hear about that. Um, you can catch us at Forbidden Cinema on Instagram or at Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for Going Deeper, and we'll figure out what we're going to do next. Yes, absolutely. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks. Thanks.